You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. everybody welcome to episode 307 of the corpse cast i'm mike i am shane 307 307 jesus you know what we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do one of 311's old albums here in a in like a few episodes absolutely we can get no, on that dude, no we're not doing yeah that. well you know what we gotta do what ember is the color of your energy i'm not i've, oh. I've never heard that song yeah you've heard dude, that. I, you're I, a liar i had mu- i was there for music i was there for grassroots and then the blue album. Ember is a color. Of I don't. I've never even heard You've that. You've never heard that. Song. I don't think I've heard. Oh, it. that's a lie. You got an ex-wife that's an Ember, right? But guess what? That's the perfect song to sing to your ex-wife. Say, honey, sweet honey. Well, pie. you realize we got divorced, and maybe that's the sole reason why. Because I never sang that to her. She's uh, thanks for bringing that up. Huge fucking three eleven fan. <laughs> yeah, sure she is. I was like, oh, this motherfucker, man. Dude, so we got. Oh man, you got I, so much to speak about. Because I want to know what happened to the Unto Others show. Oh, well, let's start with that. So I did see Unto Others with uh, a local band named Death Blow. That's, Death Blow? That, that's oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. And they're great. They're awesome. They were on our... Yeah, they were on the on podcast the, uh, a long time yeah. ago. And then uh, it's another local band, but they're actually on the tour with Unto Others. They're called Bloodstar, which has the guitarist and one of the... Uh, the, he's the bassist has played with Visigoth, but I don't know if he's 100 percent in. So Visigoth. it's like the shredding guitar player from yeah, Visigoth, yeah. And, and then uh, and the bassist, and then a girl singer, and they're great. It's just like traditional heavy metal stuff like that. They did a great job, but unto others, man, they sounded so. Did he good wear the sunglasses at yes. night? And I like and I like how he's saying because you know how last episode we did their we yeah. did their uh, their album, and remember when I was like. He, he says things that are weird in weird spots of the song. Yeah. Right? So I'd be like, yep. And he'll just do that too. Yeah, like, yeah. He'll just like, without even like, he'll show no emotion. Just like, he's like, yep. he's like the uh, 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 sling blade of, of goth rock. <laughs> but the irony is I was talking to him after the show and he's like this cool dude. He's just, he's like, yeah, man. And somebody was like, hey, he does a podcast. And, and I go, yeah, we've talked about your uh your albums in the past. What did he say to he that? He goes, well, did you like it? I go, I jizzed in my pants immediately for both ones. Jesus. <laughs> I, didn't, I did say that, but it's like, no, I, I mean, he was like, well, let me know what it is. And I'll go, okay, well, I'm sure you're going to listen to it, dude. But uh, why didn't you say, call us at 385-351-9273 and get in on the mix. I should have done that. What am I doing? I am not a hype man. I I, sh- I knew. I, I, I know for a fact that number would have spelled, spilled right out of you. Right out of your milky. No, because it's I'm still having a problem not putting my real phone number out on Facebook. So it's like the numbers are you still. You could have gave him that number too. Say, call me, bro, online. I mean, you know, call me anytime on this tour where no, you're that would have feeling- sucked. I would have been, hello? He would have been like, click. So because that's what usually happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what are you gonna do? Um, no, but it was fun. And they played really it's weird because they played in this little, like this uh just this dive bar here in Salt Lake. 
in, which is a nice place because we went and saw no, a band, it was nice, and, yeah. and it's it, I really like that spot. I do too. It's got a good vibe. It's, I, I well, I mean the decorations. It's a heavy metal bar. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent. And you've got all, all the people. You walk in there, it's like Cheers. I said Cheers, but realizing that I'm an old man, nobody knows it. Cheers used to be the place where you'd walk in and everybody knows your name. You wanna know where everybody knows your name? That was pretty. Close. And they pour the worst fucking beers. You ever see the fucking heads on those uh, things? I, no, I didn't. Rita, they're, you know, they're pouring a beer, and Norm would get one. Oh, sitting oh at the bar no, there was I didn't. This much oh. fucking foam on the top. I was when I was I I didn't even I did I was There's too young a to skill drink. to it. Oh yeah, no, I know you the want skill. Titter, and you just want. A thin line. Yeah, but the problem is, is after Cliff Clavin and Norm's coming in every day, do you think they tip great every day? No, that's no. why they got to do that. They got to fill up the beers halfway because those. They got to. Like, he's on a mailman. Not nothing against mailman uh, Vaughn, but I mean he, he's he's got to watch his p's and q's with his. Yeah, dollars you know and cents. what I always say, Nami. <laughs> so yeah. it is kind of like that. I love Spence. Yeah. Yeah, it's been years. I went. We went and saw a bunch of fine folks there. Yeah, it was a wonderful time. And I'm just surprised we got you out, man. I know, and how many uh, how many people were at the show? Unto the others. one we um, it was it was really full, but I think that it's a capacity of maybe 200, 200 something. But I mean, the place was packed. Yeah. So it's like I mean, because it's not a big place at all, and I'm actually shocked they moved it there because the place they moved it from is bigger, but it was an all ages venue, and which is weird that there wasn't more all age folk that wanted to. Yeah, I don't know about that. To go that. and see it. But the thing is, is I even bought tickets. I bought one for my daughter, it, no, thinking it was an all-ages thing, and it would start at 7 as opposed to like 9 with the three right. bands and stuff like that. But I ended up giving a, one of my tickets to a buddy, and we went, and he had fun. Well, that's great. And did was, they do uh, all the, the, the songs, the hits that you yeah. love? Oh, no, they did. They even did Strength, the one that goes, the one where he does that little beatbox in the end. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, they even did that one. I was like... I thought they had to do like tracking with that or some shit, but no. Not if you're good enough. No, they were good. They were good. It, I, it was a great show. Those guys ruled. It was fun times. Bloodstar and uh, Deathblow were also very good. But I mean, if you catch them, Deathblow, or sorry, uh, Bloodstar's from Salt Lake. If you catch the Unto Other Show, go say hi and say Mike Cadaver said hi. Yes, indeed. Say the Corpse Cast and Mike Cadaver says, call us at 385 351 and sing. What did he, what was one of those songs? Right, he likes to repeat himself three times. Summer, summer, <laughs> summer lightning. Oh, he did play that song. Yeah. yeah. What was the other one? Downtown. Oh, he did play downtown. We were down. We were downtown. downtown. Yes, they did that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one though is like nightfall. Long bong, slicker don't don me. Nightfall. Yeah, that's a good jam. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, it's really good. Uh, this episode, that's off the Mana album. Yeah, 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 they played a lot. I mean, they have the two albums, so it's like they and they played for it. Like I like how hour. quickly they went. Fuck Idle Hands. We're not that anymore. And they just turned twist. Well, turn, and not only and did banged. they do that, they took their logo, made it made the same style. Yeah, and like that. It's so, exactly the same logo. So it doesn't matter. Like, don't matter. But there's, I can't remember. I told. I think I mentioned this last episode when he's like. They're, they say the word idle hands on a, a song on Mana when they were called idle hands, and they still said it. And I'm like, I wonder if they'll say, my unto others, instead of my idle hands. But anyway, they, they said idle hands. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's he, a mystery. You know, he's that's like, hey, I am a fucking artist. I'm not going to change my words. Yeah. Because some bastards in California exactly had a right. trademark on exactly that. Exactly right, Some man. blues band, they ain't going nowhere. Yeah, no. Not in this day and age. They're brother. not going to go anywhere. They want to trademark that name when a good band's got it and they're going places. Yeah. 
Shame I'm on surprised. You. I'm surprised though. I'm surprised at how many people. Because I mean, I love unto others, but I'm just surprised at like how many people knew every one of their words, all this stuff. So it was awesome. See, was and that's fun. the thing too about a good band like that, good goth band like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is people get in there and they sing each and every word, dude. Dude, after after the show, we're we're sitting at the bar and we were talking. Uh, the the Gabriel, the lead singer, he's like, man, I don't know. I'm 30 now. So this is starting to get, uh, you know, starting to get older. And I'm like, bro, bro, dude, let's sit and chat. You're living, you're living your second life right now. There's a third and fourth to come. Let's, uh, let's talk about how, how young, uh, how young I felt when I was 30 Mm. and how vibrant I was. 30 was a damn good year. I'll (laughs) tell you that. All right. This episode, we are actually talking about a band named Mastodon. Yes, indeedy. Brand new album called Hushed and Grim, obviously from 2021. And I, I'm. I just I'm excited to talk about this this time because it will be very interesting. One. We did we uh, did 2018. We did on like uh, Empire of Sand or something. Okay, yeah, I, yeah, you're I right. We did Empire we did. of Sand. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I've never been a huge Mastodon fan for one reason or another, and you've always been saying, "Yo, these guys are awesome." I love them. And then, but I've never I've, I've never caught on to it. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're also talking about a movie named Brain Scan, a lost gem, if you will. Yeah, I'd agree with that. From 1994. Uh, but you know what we do before that, dude? No. Yeah, you do. I mean, I say that every time, but what do we do? You we, tell me this We time. do some voicemails, man. Oh, yeah. We asked a question. that we, we put it out on Facebook, and we and, and people call in. They give us their answers. The question of last episode was, um, what's your top three favorite holiday horror movies? And it seems it seems easy enough. We didn't get a ton of voicemails though, guys. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. I, I well, have you forgotten us? Why have you like why have forsaken you forsaken us? Why have you forsaken us? Is, is that a is that in a song? Yeah, it's a song, but I can't think because of who it is. I got it from the Bible, bro. Forsaken me, forsaken. Is that Metallica? I want to uh, say. I don't think it is. Three eight five three five one nine two seven three. Quit being such douches. Right? Call, Call in. in. All right. What are you guys so fucking blank in the brains that you're just like, yeah. oh, I don't have an answer for anything. Oh, they're just too busy. They're too good to call in. Oh, I can't call in and tell them that they're we're doing a good job. We're or, sounding desperate right now, but oh, I don't care. Call it in. Look at my eyeballs. I mean, what other reason would you say, oh, I can't call in? You got the phone in your fucking hand. Right? You have the you're number. Like, oh, I can't. Shane has said it 10 times. It's like, I can't call. <laughs> what am I going to say? I'll sound ridiculous. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. And to that, I would say, if you listen to any of these fucking podcasts, we all sound ridiculous. Touche, my man. Touche. Okay, let's play a jingle, and we'll get back with the with the voicemail. Yeah. It's the question of the episode. The question of the episode. Call into the bone phone, leave your answer at the tone. Question of the episode. All right, guys, we're back, and uh, we played that whole jingle for one for one for one call. Month. Yeah, but guess what? This call is very special. It's from our buddy Don and Ellie, of course. I love it. And uh, oh shoot, I got to make sure that. Hold on. I love him, and not only do I love him, but I'm going to tell you right now, Don and Ellie, if I have a child late in life, yeah, I will name him Don and Ellie. All right, here he is, Don and Ellie Diablo. Hey guys, uh, Don and Ellie here. Uh, just uh, you know, calling and staying, seeing of uh, you know, dealing with the uh, holiday season and all that. Um, yes. 
Uh, holiday films. Um, I'm going to try to go off the beaten path here uh, just to you I'm know, trying not to. avoid the obvious because I figure everybody's going to call about the same so thing. So are you the only one that called? Um, probably I want to say the first one worth mentioning is uh, Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. Poultrygeist. Uh, Dang, he got one of chicken mine. Chicken instead of turkey, but I think that one's pretty obvious why it's uh, in the inclusion. Uh, yes. I love that film. Yes. That's so much fun. Thanks, Killing. Uh, next one I'm going to mention, um, I'm going to be doing uh, two Christmas movies. Uh, that was the one Thanksgiving film I can think of. Just, you know, like I said, avoiding yeah, the there's obvious. There's not a ton of Thanksgiving films. Um, for Christmas, one I will mention is uh, All Through the House, which is a, a pretty underrated slasher. Um, is that baby you know, Santa one? slasher. Woman arrives at a house. Woman starts. Ah, sorry. Um, the woman arrives at a friend's house to help decorate the, for the house and finds that the previous tenant was. You know, this Santa-obsessed madman who begins killing her and her friends off when they come in the house one by one. Oh, I like that. Absolutely incredible atmosphere, tons of decorations, lots of lights. Uh, you, if you're into that kind of thing, you're going to love it. I'm going to so, watch that. Mention that one. And then uh, another one worth mentioning. Uh, I don't necessarily know a lot that know this one, but uh, it, it's not a good film. I, I just have a cheesy enjoyment with it. Uh, Santa Jaws. Oh. Yeah, uh, I know there's an actual film Santa's called Santa Jaws. Uh, killer shark with Christmas decorations on it who comes to life and begins killing people in the small town. Yeah, it's cheesy, it's goofy, but uh, that's my taste. I love it. And, uh, you know, it's a holiday film, so uh, you can't beat a shark with a uh, Santa hat on its uh, Oh, sh- Santa Jaws. So, uh, uh, I thought yeah, he was saying um, Santa's drawers. You know, go ahead and check those out if you want. I but. Uh, go ahead and uh, leave it there for now. Just uh, stay safe, take care of yourselves, and talk to you guys next time. Believe me when I say this to you fine folks, and you will not believe me until you see it. Yep. Don Anelli on uh, Instagram, he watches movies that I go, where the fuck am I? I got to find exactly. this and I want to watch it. Exactly. Everything he posts up, he does reviews and interviews and stuff. Get a hold of them. Don and Ellie on Instagram, and I'm still hunting for movies. So I was thinking, Santa's drawers. Yeah, I was too, and I'm like, how have I not heard of Santa's drawers? Banging all the people Santa Jaws. Santa Jaws. Oh, Santa Jaws. And I'd still love to see that. Like I haven't even seen. I've not even heard of that, to be honest with you. I've never. Well, here's the thing. Don and Ellie's like the one dude that I know that I would not want to go up in a horror... He's on my team for horror trivia. In like, a horror trivia yeah, situation? It's like, I feel like he could kick my ass. But it's still... Especially when the chips are down. You're like, oh, yeah, it's Freddy Krueger. You get that cheap point. And yeah. it's like, what happened when uh, that shark dressed up like Santa Claus? Right, you're right. Like, Wait a minute. Dude, no, but uh, I'm gonna remember the last episode that I won that I can win at any moment? Yes. I'm going to wait for me and Don and Nelly to be doing a head-to-head, and then I'm going to pull that out. That's the only way I'm Well, you got to do it on this podcast. Though. I know. That was what we call so it if he's, a he's, joke. He's more than welcome to come to the podcast, though. Absolutely. Wherever he lives. Yeah. Probably, Probably on some somewhere space east, mountain somewhere. East. I feel like it's eastern. Farther eastern east seaborne. I feel like most people live further east than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So what, what are your top three, man? Jesus. My top three. I like that movie, and I don't know the titles. But oh, I do, okay, but okay. I, but I I do like some holiday movies. What's the one? And it's it's European, where the little boy and the old Santas, rare exports, rare exports. Yeah, dude, that that's one a great one. one. That one does. It's funny because I I know I've said this before, but 
when I was still married, my ex-wife put that on for the kids. Oh, it looks like a fun Christmas movie. And then all of a sudden there's 18 million Santa dicks. Yeah. And my kids, like, I'm in Old, the other room. scrunched up I didn't Santa know it was dicks. on. I did not know it was on. I'm in the other room, like, working on something. And all of a sudden all my kids from the other room start screaming. Daddy, I walk in, there's 100 dicks on the TV. I just saw Santa's fucking juicy cock, Dad. <laughs> what am I supposed uh, to dude, do with that? Dude, I still give I still give my ex-wife crap out of it. It's, it's amazing. And, I, I like, even the other day, I'm like, so do you want to watch some holiday movies? Rare Exports is streaming for free. <laughs> and she, Shut up, Michael. Michael, you son of a bitch. That <laughs> that deranged our children. Uh, no. uh, the other one would be uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And the That's only reason I say one. that is because I go through Heber. And I yeah. every time I head down Main Street, Heber, it's Utah, yep. I go, blam. That is the, uh, it's called the uh, administration building. It is the Heber something administration building. And then right across the street, yeah. literally across the street, yeah. Ira's Toys. Oh my gosh! Right across the street. That's and crazy. Still, they still got the square box. Yeah, where you would put that Ira's Toys in there. Now it's they're selling frilly bullshit. That's, sure, you know, just that is that is really funny though, dude. That that's that's my all time favorite Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, number one because it is. I mean, it's Utah. Number two, the uh, um, the grandpa said. Christmas Eve is the scariest damn night of the year. Mm. And I send my kids that every Christmas, just in the in the group text. Remember, guys, go, Christmas Eve is... Yeah, they're, they're always like, Dad, you've been doing this. As they get older, they're like, Dad. Oh, my God. And that is all the more reason to keep doing it every No, but let me ask year. you something. Okay, so when you're a kid and you're doing these Christmas uh, traditions, right? Mm-hmm. When do you start to miss them? When they're done. So guess what? I'm going to keep doing that. When I die, my kids will be like, on the Christmas Eve after I die, they'll be like, Remember when Dad? Yeah, exactly. Would send me this? And it's like yeah. every year, Dad. Didn't he? Didn't he do that every year? Yeah. Every year, and we we got the joke. We understood, but he did it every he year. He never stopped believing in that joke. So yeah, and that's what it's all about. That's a Christmas spirit, right there. I agree with you. So my number two, a second favorite one, is a movie called Christmas Evil. It's from like 1980 something. It's really early. And it's about this dude who loves Christmas so much. He saw his dad, or sorry, yeah, his dad dressed up as Santa Claus, bang his mom oh, yeah. in the uh, in, in front of the thing. And he got all freaked out by it. But uh, then he just went to Christmas. And then he would like watch, like, what was that guy? It's name? Christmas. And, no, it's like, oh, some, oh he went somebody Garcia, somebody Garcia is being naughty because he's watching oh, yeah. dirty movies. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. You know, I, we've done it on the show, but it's like, it's so great. And uh, no, I love that one so much. Christmas, uh, Christmas Evil. And my third one is, it's not, it's probably not my third favorite Christmas movie because you got Krampus, you got your Black Christmas, stuff like that. But there's one that everybody needs to see. You cannot get it on DVD or Blu-ray and I cannot find it streaming anywhere. But I do have the VHS of a movie called Elves. I think it's from 1989. Wow. And it is effing awful. But... It's hilarious, awful, and yeah. I love it. And so I'm gonna just throw that one out there. That's all you need. Anyway, yeah. all right. So for the question for next episode, I was thinking about. I was trying to think. Okay, what can we do so that we can get more interest in these voicemails, right? And I was thinking. Well, okay. Number one, all of our listeners um, like steak. Mm-hmm. Number two, they like Facebook. They like uh, steak. <laughs> they like. Uh, they like. Uh, they like steak. Facebook and sodomy. Yeah, but they're also giant whores, okay? Right. So that's part of it. I like and that. And then number three is everybody listening to this podcast right now 
loves John Candy. Nice. Yeah, I I can make John that. Candy. Yeah, John, yeah, that's a blast. I love that. John Candy, but but do you remember in the movie The Great Outdoors when he go they go they take it out to this family restaurant and he's like. If you eat oh, yeah, the yeah. old ninety sixer, yeah. if you eat the old ninety sixer, everyone eats free. So he's like, "Shit, I'll do that." And he starts off small, eats it, yeah. and then the and then he comes out. It's like a ninety six ounce steak. The cook comes out. He's like, "Yeah, I'm done. I want my meal for free." He's like, "That plane ain't empty." Well, there's just gristle and bone. He yeah. goes, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, anyway, you gotta eat the bone. So, so since I know you're all whores, and I know you would all do something like that for money or for a free meal, right? Right. I'm upping the ante a little bit. Sizzler, how, how fucking about all this? you can eat shrimp. How about this? How much money would you have to be paid to eat the old 96er, except it's made out of human flesh? Ooh, that's very good. Ooh, call that in at 385-351. And we, we want honest fucking answers. Because, uh, I mean, I would my first inclination would be like, oh, 50 bucks. But then no, it would be a lot more. 10 grand. I don't know. We'll see. But okay, call your answers in 385-351-9273. 30 grand. 385-351-9273. Shane, what do we got next? Let's get into the band of the evening. Mastodon. I don't even know what song Hushed to play. They're also and good. Grim. I would say go with one of the they were marvelous with their singles. So I would say Tear Drinker, or I would say uh uh, pushing the tide. Yeah, let's do pushing the. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay, we'll be right back to talk about Macedon after this quick break. Good.
This hot Lana band is a beast, dare I say. Uh, one of them kind of beasts that are like from the uh, Antarctic ages. Yo. A beast. Like Leviathan. I mean, Leviathan. And one of the most original and influential metal bands around. Blending progressive metal with stoner. Yeah. Who doesn't love some stoner rock? I don't know anybody who doesn't. Who doesn't love sludge rock? I don't know anybody who doesn't. A splash of psychedelia with death metal. And sometimes doing it all in one song. Can you believe that? I believe it. Is that even heard of? I've been listening to the album. I do believe it. Are you asking me or was that rhetorical? Technical guitar, booming bass, jazz-inspired drumming. Uh, it's called the uh, the the beautiful beat that he does. Bran uh, Daler does in the in the songs. It's called the Purdy Purdy Shuffle. And you can look look that up on YouTube. But that snare shuffle that he does on this album, amazing. But it is trademarked as the Purdy Shuffle. Oh, look that up on YouTube. Uh, technical guitar, booming bass, jazz-inspired vortex of mastery. Yo. Um, I don't know why I put my own name in here. What's that all about? <laughs> oh, it's because I didn't put, Hey Shane, what uh, this fucking band is great. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Who are these masked men? Oh, <laughs> uh, they don't wear masks. Uh, by the way, they do not wear masks. Mastodon like them on Facebook official Twitter Mastodon rocks official Instagram Mastodon rocks official website mastodonrocks.com I'm getting a I theme. love a band yeah when they do that when they grab a hold of all the social medias and they say this is it it's not this 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 and one two three and this this that I like Mastodon rocks right that's where they're at Hushed and Grim, released October 2021. It's not their ninth studio album, but it's the ninth effort that they put out because they put out two EPs, two live albums. So where does that put this new album? I have no idea. You're the music guy. 15 tracks, one minute, or one hour, 26 minutes. Yo. On Reprise Records. That's a big boy. Mm, 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 mm. What say you? What do you think about Mastodon? You're just gonna let me go right into it. I'm letting you go. I'm saying I, I'm I'm like uh, Leonardo holding onto your hips oh. on the Titanic, saying, "Breathe oh, in that sea air. Dig, dong, dong. Don't drop that beautiful necklace into the water, but let's go for it, babe." All right. So here's the thing. This kind of made me do a little bit of soul searching. This oh. album did because um, it's very hushed and grim, very good. sad. Oh, that was a good one. Dude. Salo. That that's a good one, uh no, but it just for the the band Macedon uh themselves right as opposed mm-hmm. to just this album, but I'm like okay so I listen to it and you're like let's do the new Macedon I'm like oh, okay, because in my brain we've done we've done it I haven't really been that huge of a Macedon fan yeah and yet you've told me over and over and over how great they are right again and again but crack then, the sky the hunter and then but you're all once but, around the sun they're also huge they are I mean as yeah. far as metal bands go these guys are huge right I mean they're not like. Harry Styles or anything like that, but they're huge in the metal community, right? Right. And so you see their fans, you see whatever, and you see dudes wearing Mastodon shirts, and you'd be like, I ain't hanging out with that mother effer. Stuff like that, right? It's weird, because I say the same thing about people that wear Opeth shirts. No, you don't. Nobody wears Opeth And Children of Bottom shirts, too. I, children of I love them, but I'm going... Ope- Do you run into people wearing Opeth shirts all the time? I've seen them before. I haven't ran into them in any kind of an area Why don't you recently. just bite your GD tongue, man? 
I love Opeth. I mean, you taught me to learn and love that. Yeah, they're great. We did do their uh, album episode of Sand in 2017, and I did listen back, and I liked it. But apparently, I didn't like it enough to keep listening to it, right? And that's, I mean, honestly, since we've been doing the podcast, like I have so many more bands because of that that you turned me levels, into. levels. So I levels, want to yeah. say, so I want to say thank you for that, thank you for that, Shane. Mm. Um, thank you for that. But this album, and I guess I'm I'm not trying to like get into it too quick, but this album blew me away. Like I loved this album. Um, it's a, it, I mean, they have some things in common with Opeth. They don't sound anything like alike. no. They don't sound anything like. However. The song structure, not that their song structure is so similar, but the thing is, is when you start a Macedon song and you hear what's going on, that's not how it's going to end necessarily. Yeah. You go through this journey and that's what I love about Opeth, right? But, but I'll stop talking about Opeth. But what I'm saying is this album, you would start, and this is one album that you would listen to all, that I would listen to all the way through. I don't know which songs on at which time. It's like, so I, I don't, I can't like sit here and say, oh, my favorite songs are this, this, and this, because I would listen to the whole album at a time, right? And some bands have that where it's like, no, well, you and can it's listen not to like, singles, but. And it's not like they're bad company where they're, where they sing all their songs. Uh, don't you know that you are a shoot? And the song is called Shooting Star or Bad Company. Yeah. And the song's called Bad Company. It's not like they, they say the name of the song over and over again, right. stuff like that, right? right? Um, and that's kind of how Opeth is as well. I, I, sorry, I said I wasn't going to talk about Opeth anymore. But the thing is, is when you get into these guys, they have very technical instrumentation. They are fucking great, effing great at their music, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing that I like the best about it is their composition of their songs, right? It takes you on that journey. It's dynamic. You start here, you go down, and then they take you back up. Yeah. And then it's like, it's this whole thing. And I love that about this album. I don't know why I di- I haven't been a, a Macedon fan before this because I'm listening to this album and I'm like I mean because I mean you were talking you got your sludge rock you got your heavy metal you got your like totally like really grinding heavy metal and then all of a sudden a blues type of song will come on Dirty B Hines is a huge kind of blues rockabilly psychobilly fan guitar playing guy with the tattoos on his face Oh yeah he's you know and so all of that shit infuses into each other. And it's like you'd sing, and all of a sudden this dude's like soulfully singing to this like blues riff. And then and then five seconds later it turns into this you know, yeah. it's like you're like, what? What is happening? I can't even focus on work right now because I have to focus on this music, right? Yeah. And the beautiful vocal where it's like, yeah, 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 is a goddamn drummer. That's what I'm saying. I was gonna bring that. I don't know how you play drums with four limbs at a different time. I know you know that better. You know, you know. How I'm to do telling that. you. But how do you add a singing voice to that? That's hard to do, dude. That is that is very hard. That is to some do. talent, man. Because it's like when I play drums, like when I sit down behind somebody's drum kit. I always put my left leg down because I ain't going to use it because I can't because I'm not that coordinated. You know? And the weird thing is, too, man, is that whole vocal mic. Someone's got to be there to take it in and out. It's a hard thing to deal with if you're singing right. vocal. And this guy is doing main vocal on songs. And like beautiful vocals as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, and they, what, I mean, three dudes sing on this album, right? Yeah. All for the, but it's not like, it's not like your shitty, like, uh, what was that band that we did that I really liked, but it was really Ice Nine Kills where there's like, you know, he, he changes it from the growly to the yeah. pain. No, it's all just different voices and different. It seems like almost like different perspectives because you can tell the difference between the voices, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm listening to this. I'm not trying to get too weird about this, but it's like I I knew they were big with the metal fans, but I did not know they've been nominated for a bunch of Grammys. They've won a Grammy, uh, a bunch of different stuff. Um, I want to, I want to read one uh, one comment made by the drummer. May I? 
Absolutely. Um, and maybe you can help me define or decipher this because I don't get it. All right. And maybe as a drummer, right. you can help me out, okay? So he said, uh, Brand Ailers, feel having drumming style influenced by jazz and progressive rock, yeah. characterized by complex, atypical rhythmic structures, including irregular stopping and starting. He also attributes attributes his style to band practices as a teenager, claiming that practice with the guitarist instead of the bassist influenced his style. Now, how would that influence your style? How would that change? Well, I don't know the answer to that, but that is, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I mean, it is what you, I was thinking, about I don't it. know who he is, the, the guitar player he's talking about, but well, it, it was in a high, but the thing is, is I get that the, that the bass is more of a, uh, uh, it keeps the beat a little bit, you know, yeah, instead it's, of it, the melody, the, the drums but, and the bass are all about the rhythm section, yeah, the rhythm it's section. All, yes. You know, but I mean, I can, I, I mean, I know that logically, but I was trying to think about how that would actually change the way you play I'd have to know who that guy was where he's like, and his name was Brent Rockenfield. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like know who that guy is, but it's like, it's great that he, he found that. Maybe that's... Yeah. I mean, but I, I am so musically illiterate that like reading something like that was super interesting, but I'm like, I can't fathom why that would be a difference. You know, I met Brand Daler. I did not know that. Face to face. Yo. At Liquid Joe's. Why were they playing at Liquid and Joe's? And this is going to be bizarre for you because we just got done talking about JS. JS. Yes. Okay. And there was a band at the time. This is in the hardcore straight edge days. Okay. Ew. And there's a band called Today is the Day. They're a very good band. They got an album called Temple of the Morning Star that I saw them on and another album. And we went to Liquid Joe's because JS was huge friends with the singer for Today is the Day. Okay. Who was the drummer? Brand Daler. No way. And I remember going to Liquid Joe's. And Liquid he goes, Joe's sucks, by the way. You Sorry, have to go and tell that guy to get a hold of Steve Austin. Steve Austin is the singer for Today is the Day. Okay. And they were friends, JS mm-hmm. and, and they were friends. Okay. okay. And I paid to get in, so I'm inside. But he stand, he don't want to pay seven bucks to get in to see today is the day. That's hard. That's a hard dollar. So I walk over, and this dude is setting up his drum set, putting the cymbals on. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, bro, can you go tell Steve that JS needs to get in? Yeah. And he's like, bro, I'm busy right now. Yeah, he's. Busy. And I didn't even realize this till like last week <clears throat> when I looked it up on Wikipedia, and I was like, bro, but I know. And he was the nicest fucking guy yeah. ever. Yeah, cool. And he was like, fuck. And he stopped doing what he was doing, setting his drums up to yeah. go get, and got Steve, and everyone got in. Uh-huh. That motherfucker got on the drums and destroyed that night. And I went, I am ashamed. Oh, really? That I did that to that man, because he was the all-star really? of that entire band. Really? And I went, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Brand Daler. Right there, and now he's now he's a huge now he's huge now he's huge Dude. and good and rightfully so. By the way, I I'm sorry I talked shit about Liquid Joe's because that's where I saw Grim Reaper, and that's a that's the same time it's where I we saw, saw Killer Dwarves. Yeah, that's true too. And I but I saw that was Steve Grimm at the last time I saw him before he didn't have a leg. Yeah, when he was standing on his own two feet. Yeah, I and said. I asked him about what uh, uh, what was it Suck It and See was about. I go, is it about a, is it about a dude? Is it about a tranny? But that was, those, no, were, those were back in the day. No, I said that to him. No, but did he say? He just yeah, laughed was... at me. He just laughed at me because I was like, "You a can't say this was a, this is a long time ago." I I would never say that now. But anyway, 
Second C is a great song. I love that. Tranny song. or no tranny, or just a whore lady, <laughs> or a whore man. It's sure. Just, it's just it's all wonder. the same. It's a great song. I love it. Uh, anyways, are you done? Yeah, I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's. I'll give the. I'll give my. Uh, uh, grading later, but I'm not gonna lie to you. It is so close to a bone saw. I can't even. I'm, I'm almost. I, I took oh, a, that's. I took a wet fart, and if it were a full shit, it would have been a bone saw. Only because that's what. I, what's what happened when I listened to it? Anyway, go ahead. Very hushed and grim, dare I say. You may dare. Uh, a lot of mid-tempo, almost ballads. Yeah. On this album, seems like they are still mourning the loss of their dear Nick. Uh, what's his name? Nick John. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is Jeremy talks about the old days of Mastodon at Burt's Tiki Lounge. What? Yeah. I miss all those. Yeah. And he says, yeah, dude, that dude was right with them. They were all fucking no, buddies. Geez. And they all, and he said, even when they started to get big, they'd come into Burt's for a beer. No way. Which is like, oh. why did I never see a great fucking band right. at Bird's Tiki Lounge? We did. We saw the Sphinx. It was just me and you. I don't know if you Every remember. fucking band that I've seen at Burt's either failed or their careers were almost over. Yeah. To yeah. see a Mastodon. Right, right. Plus, Burt's was perfect. Anyway, not to get uh, like a sad sack and go over the old Burt's days. I did have a rough start with this. <coughs> you did. I don't know why it was, mm-hmm. but I was like, man, I had a rough start. I'm like, where's it at? Where's it coming? Yeah. Those first three tracks, it it took me a while, but like you said, it's a it's a slow burn. Well, you gotta get into it. It's a journey and you gotta you gotta hop on board. Uh they picked the perfect singles with Tear Drinker and uh Pushing the Tides mm-hmm. because it is pretty sullen record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but any Mastodon is good Mastodon in my book. And so I give it a high. Oh, that's where I'm landing, a high buy. Like I said, if there was a little bit more solids, it would have been a bone saw. But yeah. I'm going to keep listening to this, and I wouldn't be surprised. I listened to this way more than five times, way more than the Corpse Cast uh, uh, preferred five times you listen to an album. And this is an hour-long album. Right. And it came out on the 29th, so we've only had a week to listen to it. It's right. not like we had all two weeks to listen to it, right? Right. But, that's, but, there, but there is something to be said for the idea of listening to an album. Anyone out there that's going, man, these these records that they pick are just shit, like Revenge or something like that. What? Oh, that's shit. You know, that's I shit. I would never think that. No, but what I'm saying is if you listen to it five times, you might find a little something. Well, I also it, feel like if you listen to it that many times, your, your, you your, understand your it prick. better. You, I mean, you can hear it one time, and, and maybe your mood's changing or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of outside factors. But it's like maybe five. you get your tax return. You're like, fuck, I love this album. Exactly. No, it can go both ways. Maybe right? your daughter's fucking pregnant with te- with twins. Jesus. <laughs> you're like, this album oh, sucks. Heaven forbid, bro. Uh, anyway, no, I loved it. Hi, bye. I give this a, like, I loved this album. And I will continue to listen to it. There's no singles on it. You, I don't know if you put like one or two songs on a playlist. You listen to this album. You search for Macedon. You put on. Yeah. All I had is great. Uh, Daggers is great with that little. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that uh, Indian kind of flair to it. Native American. I I, I felt like a. No, Indian. Oh, you mean like. Like real Indian. I didn't catch that. (laughs) I should have. I'll I'll check it more. I'm I'm going to listen to this album tomorrow. Really? Yeah, that's how I love this album. Yeah, I give it a high buy and rock on. So what do we got next up, Shane? Let's get into five questions of trivia. What is it about? 
It's about terrible mascots. OMG. I can't wait. We'll be right back. Corpse Cast Trivia with Mike, Shane, and Ricky. Get ready for trivia. Isn't it fun? Isn't it delightful? Yes. And the good news is I have five questions tonight. Yes. Won't that be great? It would be fantastic. Well, let's get into number one. 1986 film IMDb gives it a 5.4. Okay. A group of popular students play a cruel prank. On a shy nerd, resulting in a terrible accident. Years later, a reunion is held. Oh, shit. Where each of the students face a stalker killer who may be the same nerd out for revenge. Did it, uh, did it, I get three guesses. Right? And I'll tell you this right okay, now. Okay, okay, there's okay. several films like this. Yeah, I was going to say. And I know which film you're thinking about. Which you're thinking one? about that Joey Belladonna film. No, I'm not, because we already did that, and we're not doing that for a while. Thank you. Is it is it on a train? I cannot answer that. Is it? Uh, I get three right. Is it on a train? Is it on a plane? No. It's the one where is it Carolyn in the rain? Monroe? No. Is it the one where Carolyn Monroe went in? And I having a hard time remembering the name of this shit. Well, if you've seen my eyes here, you notice that I've said Carolyn Monroe. Oh, she actually stars in as this a film. as a teenager when she was in her thirties. Oh shoot, what's this called? Uh, I, uh, and that's why this guy is very good. Now I need the title. I know I'm trying to get the title, but that is great because that go, falls into my fun nuggets. Carolyn Monroe was thirty something. Yeah, she, and when she did this, and but the, I need the title for a win. I need the title. High school. No. Okay, so that's number one. High school of horror. Two. Horror high. That's three. Oh, I got it wrong. Slaughter high. High. Come on. I knew it was something like that. Here's the fun nuggets. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. And that that's how good he is on the uh, trivia is <laughs> Carolyn Monroe, who played a high school student in the opening scenes of this film, was 35 years old at the time. Yes. Uh, and the film, uh, the film's working title was April Fool's Day. However, that was another movie. The title was changed after Paramount Pictures acquired. I hate that when they say Paramount Pictures acquired. Well, they didn't make it. They just bought it. That's what it's called. April Fool's Day 1986 was then released uh, the same year. <coughs> cool. I got it wrong, but I still have that little thing in my back pocket if I if I want to win tonight. So. You do. Okay, so but I'm thinking about and that. And you have that forever. I didn't get I, Slaughter High. I can't stress enough to you that you have that forever. I know, but what if I want to win tonight? Well, that's fine, too. If you want to use that. We'll like see that, how it goes. Fine. We'll see how it goes. 1984 film. Number two. 1984 film. IMDb gives it a 4.8. A mad javelin thrower kills teenagers in the school. All promising athletes are executed Dude. in the most brutal way, Dude. especially naked girls in dressing rooms or saunas. Dude, is this called Horror High? No, it's not. Oh, Hell Night. No. That's two. Stars, Sally Kirkland, Sean Masterson, and Till 
Roberts. Very sexy lady. Till Roberts. 1984, Javelin. Have you seen it? How'd you like it? Oh, my gosh. Why am I taking a dump on this? Because this sounds like Javelin Thrower? 1984. Have you ever seen those sexy ladies on YouTube doing the Javelin Throwing? Yes, I have. And then they go over the thing and they fall on that mat and you see their juicy ass cheeks and you go, (laughs) Yes, I do. My God, I love that. I don't know if I know this one, dude. Give it to me. I'd take the deuce. Fatal Games. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have got that one. I don't, I've never seen that one anyway. Here's the fun nugget. Uh, the film is often cited as being very similar to Graduation Day 1981 due to a killer in a tracksuit killing teenagers, athletes uh, with athletic equipment. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what the theme of the trivia is right now. And you were saying it was mascots. Maybe I tricked you. You maybe you're a trickster, even perhaps. Yo! Dare I say I'm a trick? Yo, that gets a point right there. We're giving him a Turn point. Turn up the radio. That's right. Cool, dude. Cool. Because cool. he caught on to that. Ah, you're tricking me. Okay. Maybe I have a little mohawk and a little, uh, you know. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm owing two, but with the fake point. Okay. I'm All right. Where are we at? Number three. <coughs> yes. 1982. Oh, okay. I hope I get this. IMDB gives us a 6.1. Thanks to a major power cut, a gang of psychopaths break out of a haven. Uh, max uh, out of the haven maxim, maximum security mental institution in order to lay siege to the psychiatrics who have tormented them. For years with their bizarre theories. Oh, I'm going to need some more. Stars. And you're going to love this. Jack Palins. Oh, I know who that is. Martin Landau. And one fucking D-man, Donald Pleasance. <coughs> I know what this is now. What is the name of that movie, son? Oh, my gosh. What would Donald Pleasant say? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me what the movie is. Oh, my son. gosh. Tell me what the movie yeah, it's like, is. It's like they weren't as old as they are now, but they were three old dudes, and they were like the doctors and shit like that. They're definitely old. And he was saying, tell me. Tell me, son. Tell me what the movie is. <coughs> He's, a psycho- He's a psychopath with blackened eyes. And he'll give you a surprise. I'll take the deal. Stab. I don't think I can do it. <coughs> I'm dying. Alone right. in the dark. <laughs> Gosh, Jesus, what? Do you got the coronavirus? No, Jesus. no, I got. I don't got, be coughing over by me. I got seasonal allergies, oh, and I got yeah. a tickle in my throat. That's what they all say. I literally. Then got, they give me the fucking coronavirus. <laughs> I literally. Look at that guy. He's fucking going. I for literally it. got. Not only do I am I vaccinated, but I literally got a test because we thought my daughter might have had it. So we all got tested, and none of us had it. So no, and that was like. That, we got the results yesterday, so I'm good. Look at his eyes. I can't believe I didn't get alone in the dark. I'm pissed off. I lost, but let's go. Let's see. If, let's see. Here's a fun nugget on that. Uh, one of the members of the Sick Fox ran into uh, into the star Jack Palance uh, years later in the streets of New York City. He said to Palance, "Oh, this is good too." He said, "He said to Palance." 
that he was one of the sick fucks. He was in that movie. And they were the sick fucks. I guess I should have said that, too. Jesus. Sorry, man. You, I'm dying. You, you, you know, you're freaking me out, bro. He's one of the sick fucks. So when this guy runs into So this guy's okay. So for all you guys listening, this guy, he was a subpar fucking actor. He runs into Jack Palance in New York City. And he's like, hey, I was in this movie, the shitty movie you were in. Yo. One of the members of the sick Fox ran into Jack Palance years later in the streets of New York City. New York City, it's fun, 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 fun. Sorry. He said to Palance that he was one of the sick fucks in the film. And Palance replied, we're all sick fucks. Yo! That's uh, hard, man. You gotta That's love it. hard. Oomt, no, no, no. Oomt, Do you know what Jack oomt, Palance was like? He was like, he says, "We're all sick no, he, fucks, he goes, motherfucker." He goes, he goes, "We're all sick fucks." He always breathed with his mouth. I, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, he did. So it's like, it's weird. That was a terrible impression. Of him, no, it was the best impression you ever heard. We're all sick fucks of him. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're all. Now, what didn't even have sick. as much mouth breathing is is he would have done in real life. Number four, you ready? Jesus, what are you, are you all right? Jesus. I'm sorry, man. I'm you sorry. might have the fucking something zombie. Of, <laughs> zombie. Let's go. Do you got some kind of a zombie infestation? Do I look like I have a zombie infestation? I don't know until we're fucking eating brains. All right, let's go. Number four. 1983 film. IMDb gives it a 5.1. Teenager. Melissa moves into a small town filled with racial prejudice and bullying. And each time she meets up with one of the boys in town, they end up murdered. Murdered? I don't know what's happened. But who is the killer? Jesus. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. My God. I'm dude. sorry, guys. Sorry, You're Jesus. falling apart at the fucking seams. I know. It's because I'm losing. That? No. Oh, yes. But every boy she meets up with ends up dead. Teenager Melissa moves into a small town filled with racial prejudice and bullying. And each time she meets up with one of the boys I in town. I need a town, hint. I need a hint. They end up murdered. But who is the killer? Stars. I love the stars. Okay, let's go. I know. you. Went, I love the, the... You went hard into it. I love the walk of, you know, the, the little walk of fame that you can do in Hollywood. I was there like three weeks ago. A yeah, month ago. where you walk there and you see yeah. the stars. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, that's I'm standing... I'm, I'm, I'm fucking mitterating. I was so pumped. I'm f- taking a shit on fucking the star of, you know, Betty White or whatever. Sure. Patrick McNee, Susan Straussberg, oh, man. and Don Stroud. I'm going to go over because I have no idea what this is. Sweet 16. <coughs> okay. I have never You're starting to freak me I, out. I'm now. sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop. Once I, you know, I wish you would stop coughing, but I can't I wish ask I would you too. to do that. You well, know? Let's do one more. Let's go. Let's go real quick. One more. One more. One more. Fun nugget. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Patrick McNee replaced Leslie Nielsen, the funny man. He, he the funny used to be man a of all, guy, all times. 
He was in Food of the Gods. Leslie Nielsen would bring a fart machine anywhere oh. he went to make to Jesus. What are you doing? He's always right? liking to. He makes a. He sounds like. What a are fun you doing? Hang you out with knucklehead. Right. Why are you farting around these people? <laughs> um. Oh wait, yeah, the fun nugget keeps going on. Uh, Patrick McNee replaced Leslie Nielsen who was forced to withdraw from the film because of scheduling problems. Oh, is that it? Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. All right, number five. Here we go. Let's go. Let's get down to the meat and potatoes. 1988 film. IMDb gets it a 5.3. A group of teens decide to spend a night at a furniture store. The father of the family owned. I know what this is. A homeless ex-con security guard is staying at the nights at at the place too. I don't know what this is. During the night, someone with a taste for a cross-dressing cross-dress. What? Hold on. During the night. During the night. Okay. Someone with a taste for cross-dressing. Who doesn't have a taste for cross-dressing? No, I get that for sure. Ranch dressing and cross-dressing. That's what I'm into. <laughs> uh, breaks in to pick off the teens. Oh, oh. that was simple. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, that came Is together Is it the one really with Gene quick. Simmons? Man, I hope so, but... <coughs> no, we did a movie I don't, with Gene Simmons. I do Simmons not on. have that. No, you're not talking about... Uh, no. Here's the thing. Here's why I'm not going to... Ta- I'll tell you why that's not... That, it's the wrong movie. I know, but that's the only cross-dresser I can think of in, in a movie. Here's Jesus. why Here's why I'm not... Really? Well, I mean, probably not. I mean, Buffalo Bill, right? But the thing is, is here. here's why I'm not going to take... Oh, my, wait. Isn't she a big fat girl? I get it. But here's the thing, though, dude. This is why I'm not going to take the win from my pocket yet. Because I haven't seen most of these movies. And I don't think I've seen this one, and I don't think I know it. What is it? Because I got the deuce. I went over five. Hide and go shriek. I've never seen it. So that's why I'm not taking it right now. Okay, cool. I love that. I love that you respect the uh I want to use medallion. it when I, when I screw up. When I like mess up and then I should have known it. it. And then I'll take it. But I shouldn't I, I, I should have got slaughter high, but that's the only one I should I have. wish I had a medallion to give you, but you have that. Am I a winner in you your own eyes, Shane? I'm yeah, a, I'm you odd. kind of are because it's like you do own that. Well, yeah, it's it's just that's just how it is, man. Here's the fun nugget. Released on VHS and beta. Remember beta? Yes, I do. Beta match. My grandfather had beta match. Said, that's a shit. Do you know what it was it was had better quality than VHS, but it was not as cheap. But I will tell you this too. I saw more sex movies in my life from my grandpa's house on Beta House on Cinemax. Oh, Skinemax. Yeah, sure. And he had that. Fu- he had that fucking Betamax set up. That's crazy. Don't you not fucking? Oh, those think are the that good old days, man. Those are good. Grandpa, he's like sixty-eight years old at this time. Yeah, that's like my dad's. Grandpa, age why do you watch the sexy movies? That's what I would say to him. Yeah. Why do you watch these sex movies? And he goes, "Cause they're good, son." Cause they're. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know you an explanation no, beyond that, that at all. He goes, "Cause they're." That's good. exactly what he should have said, and he shouldn't they have gone have for your a bullshit. Sip of my whiskey. Oh, yo! And I said, "Grandpa, you're the greatest fucking guy ever." 
Well, I am not the greatest at this trivia, but I will take that in stride and I will use my win for another day. But you know what we have right now, don't you? No. A trailer for the movie that we watched and we are about to talk about named Brain Scan from 1994. Here you go. Nice. Now that I have your attention, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Trickster. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Michael's seen it. Go for it, man. Done it. Played it. Look, I've played them all. And just when he thought he'd die of boredom. Brain scan. The ultimate experience in interactive terror. Never leave home without it. <laughs> You're in the game, man. You're in control. You must think like a killer. Cover up any clues. Leave no witnesses, no evidence. A challenge he can't resist. It was so real. It was sick. See, I told you, man. I told you it would blow your mind. A game he can't escape. There was a grisly murder in the quiet suburban town of Mountview today. So you did it. What was on that disc? It's not a game anymore. Hamilton and Hayden. It's real. It wasn't supposed to be real. Real, unreal, what's the difference? I didn't kill the man. I didn't even know him. You're in this now. You won't survive on your own. You started this and now you're afraid to finish it just like you're afraid of everything else. The witness has to die. Edward Furlong, Frank Langella, and introducing T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. Brain scan. I can't wait to see what you do next. All right, everybody, we're just back. Oh, wait, sorry. We're back, and you just listened to the trailer from Brain Scan from 1994. 1994 was a great year for me. Graduated high school. Skateboards. I was like fit and in shape. I could almost dunk a basketball. I didn't, I wasn't actually able to dunk a basketball until I went on to, to Colorado, if you know what I mean, because we rode our bikes all the time. But it was a great time. This movie right. got a 6.1 on the IMDb scale. That's solid. Okay, yeah, it is solid. It was directed by John Flynn, who has di- uh, 16 directorial credits. Uh, the only thing I've seen before uh, of his or anything that he's ever done is Rolling Thunder from 1977. Which is kind of a, uh, it's a roller it's roller a, derby. No, it's like a revenge film, dude. I can't remember exactly, but dude's wife gets murdered or something. And he goes back and he takes it out on the murderers. Oh. Uh, it was written by a guy named Brian Owens who did the story. He's got two credits, uh, writing credits on IMDb. Happy Hill Night from 1992, which I have not seen, but it looks pretty decent. Uh, Andrew Kevin Walker, who did the screenplay, 15 writing credits, and this guy's done a couple of things that I've uh, heard of. He worked on Hideaway, which is a which is a Dean Koontz book. In, in made in I've read that. I have too. I used to love Dean Koontz. I just don't read anymore, so that, that's why I don't claim to love him anymore. But I should. I love Dean Koontz. Uh, Eight millimeter, potentially the most disturbing Nick Cage movie. Oh yeah. And that's when I was uh, introduced to. Uh, oh, I, no, I can't remember the name. What's that band? Oh my hell! Candlebox. <laughs> this band is way better. Your friends are coming down and you are flying. Who, who sings the song? Now you are girl. flying out so high. We are the dead. We are in Lee. Bile. It well, was that's... Bile. It was Bile. I was going to say Slayer, but no. 
Uh, but I did love your candle box impression. Flying out so We are flying out so Dude, dude, that's not probably the best candle box like impression I've ever heard. Jesus. That was amazing. All I, right. I mean, but let's be real. I don't hear a lot of candle box impressions anymore. Thank you. But that's the best one I've heard in a long time. Thank you. He, he helped uh, write Sleepy Hollow 1999 with Johnny Depp, my man. Oh, the J-Man? And uh, the Wolfman from 2010 starring Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah, that was good. I, I enjoyed it. it. I like that one. A lot of people didn't, but I did. Uh, this movie starred Edward Furlong as Michael Brower. Uh, he was a kid in Terminator 2. Yeah. Ta- uh, let's see. Uh, T. He's Ryan- a kid that needed a movie, and he got it. He got... Dude. Edward no- Furlong? Nobody knows him needs from a fucking Scan. movie. Right now he does, because he is looking rough, bro. Oh, is he? He's looking. He looks like a frog now. I mean, oh, I, really? I, he's, I'm not one to talk, but he he's looks going like a through some shit. He's going. Th- uh, I. He's like a year younger than me, and he looks like, yo, heavens to bits. I know. I worry about him. Uh, is he on the streets? I don't. I don't think he's on the streets, bro. I think he has a. I think he has a hot girlfriend, but I can't remember who it is. But whatever. Amber Heard. No, that was Johnny Amber Depp's Heard. girlfriend. That was no. John, Johnny no, Depp got beat up by Andrew Heard. Uh, what's her name? Amber Heard. That's a that's the most absurd thing that I have heard. My in wait, was I that ever a pun? heard in was my life? Pun? But no, no. But what <laughs> I but then I found out it was true. It is true. And I said, "Man, you're a fucking punk ass bitch." <laughs> Dude, what are you supposed to do? Amber Heard is fucking laying you down. No, are you supposed to fight back? No, you have to let a girl beat you up. You have to. You can't hit a girl. Remember, your dad told you. Never hit a girl, bro. After no, I, I don't hit shit women. Out of my sister. No, but what do you? you oh, anyway, let's, you gotta let's mentally out challenge them. Yeah, but it's hard when fists are flying. And she seems crazy. Want to know why? Because she's super hot, and it's like those bees are crazy. Yeah. So okay. It's a sweet love that you always want to be involved in. Always, and sometimes so for some reason you, you always go back. Why am I in love? It's just because of this. It's be- abusive. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Dirty That's and like abusive, Stockholm and I love it. Shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. T. Ryder Smith starred as the trickster. Frank Langella. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Who's this trickster guy? T. Ryder Smith played the trickster. I've got a whole okay. I've got a whole section. I'll talk about it. And All I'll right, go, go And I'll it. go, yo, go. let's stop for a minute and talk about the trickster. And I'll do that. I'll say exactly like that. Frank Langella, my favorite, Frank Langella, he was Boris Balkin in The Ninth Gate, and I love him very, very much. He was Detective Hayden. Oh, yes. And then you got A.B. Hargraves as Kimberly Keller, the only boobs in the whole movie, which was weird because she was supposed to be a high school girl, and I'm an old man, and blah, blah, blah. But she was in her 20s. I was enjoying it. I was like, oh, my God, he's going (laughs) to... And she's like, yeah, I see you seeing me through the... Isn't that kind of hot, though? It's totally hot. If you're spying on a girl, and then a girl's like, yo, I kind of like it. You're like, yo. She's like, yeah, I'm setting you up so you can see me through the fucking window, bro. Is she taking her, her window what? You say window bra? Taking off my, I, I see you through the window, bro. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. Oh, oh my bad. I didn't understand. That's what you were saying. All right, it's 1994, and video games, especially virtual reality, is all the rage. Trust me, I know I was there. Okay, and I did like that. Yeah, it, it was. I huge like that old there. school vibe. And it's funny because I remember I used to go to this place in downtown Salt Lake City where it would be virtual reality, but it all, all the, all the uh, graphics looked like the. Uh, a money for nothing video, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, anyway, Mike wasn't Tron, quite Tron. Not no, no, not. But quite. it was money for nothing. Money for okay. 
Michael Brower is a lonely kid. He lives in the burbs with his dad, but his dad is never there since he's always away on business trips. Well, Michael and his buds are into the latest, greatest, and most extreme video games. His buddy tells Michael about a brand new game called BrainScan, which is to be the most extreme game ever invented. So, of course, Michael sends away for a disc. Get it? He sent away for a disc, which you used to have to do as opposed to just downloading the game. Right. The game is like no other. It depends on something similar to hypnotic suggestion. When Michael fires it up, he seems to get shocked into a state of hypnotism right there in his computer chair. He's taken on a very realistic excursion into the game. He's got the POV of a killer sent to murder his mark. He gets the deed done, and when he's when the game's over, he would loved it. He was like, "Yo, this you shit have rules. an hour." He's like, "This rules." Hour to kill. I mean, let's be real. What a thrill, right? Oh, that rhymed. I mean, I would love to do that. Yeah, but you know what sucks about this guy's game is the next day he finds out that the murder actually happened. Mm. What? Ain't that a son of a gun? Now let's talk about Trickster for a moment. I told you this moment was coming. Okay. Trickster is the game's mascot. A weird-looking dude. I'm not sure if he's human or not or whatever. Okay? He's kind of a ugly human or a demon, which would be hot for a demon. He is. We need a Chucky. We need More a, or less. We, we need the need mascot. someone yes. to say, oh, I wonder if they tried a series. To, I wonder if they tried. Yes, exactly right. I wonder if they tried to make a series out of this. But Well, after Michael finds out that the murder is real, he obviously wants to stop the game, but Trickster comes out of the game. Gains corporeal form. Acts cringy around Michael's bedroom for a while, listening to that Primus song and dancing around his bedroom. Yeah. I was like, this is the I know this, this is the worst scene I've ever seen in a Primus, movie. Rob Zombie. Yeah, all that, all that 90s shit. You right? know what the greatest thing was? Look. Is Edward Furlong. Every time that guy shows up, when he, you know, go bewing, there he is. He goes, You son of a bitch. <laughs> Every time he didn't like he didn't. You, I did not notice that. But that every was. fucking time the guy goes boing, here he is. He goes. You, he comes at him. You son of a bitch! I didn't watch that. I'm not You'll no love because it. I'm not watching this movie ever again. Spoiler. Uh, well, okay. Where where were we? Uh, the whole time. Okay, so wait, wait, where am I? You just you just threw me totally off because that right. was really funny. Go. Um, so he's dancing around his 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 room and like, I hated that scene so bad. Uh, so when, but basically he's like, I'm done with the game. I'm done. You son of a bitch. And the dude's like, well, wait, just so yeah. you know, you're in it now and you have to play again because there was a witness. So you have to go out and take care of that witness. There's always a rub. So he was against it, but he's like, you know, he, I, he didn't want to go to jail. So he's like, okay, I'll play it one more time. Blah, blah, blah. The whole time we have detective Hayden played by my favorite, like I said, Frank Langella investigating the murders and keeps running into Michael at the at the crime scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Michael, stay away from the crime scenes, for yeah, F's sake. no shit. What will Michael do to make this all go away? Who exactly is Trickster? Where were all the Bible Belt mothers cur- uh, saying that video games will rot your brain? They're right, okay? Yeah. But find out by watching BrainScan from 1994. Shane, what did you think about this movie? I thought this would be the perfect fucking movie. Yeah? Ever. Yeah? If. 6.1. If there wasn't that goddamn goofy guy that popped in. Agreed. Absolutely. I was like, agreed. Edward Furlong? Yeah. Uh, a video game situation where yeah. you're going to fucking kill people? And he goes, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, no, you want it. You're like, man, yeah, I'll get that next disc so I can fucking kill. Yeah, yeah. Then you go, man, it is not good enough, these discs. I need to kill the lady next door, 
my mom, my dad. You're right. My brother, my aunt, my uncle. My dog. I don't need this little fucking freaky fella popping in. Dude, no. He was the absolute worst. And and I'll tell you I what, enjoyed it. He I I hated that he was in this, dude. He he was like Yahoo. Remember Yahoo Serious? He was Yahoo Serious, but supposed to be scary. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. You don't know who Yahoo Serious? Look it no. up. Everybody right now who's watching this knows what we're talking about. Okay. So it's like, it's all good. It's all good, dude. It is the worst thing when that little guy goes, boing. Here I am. Hey, what are you doing? You son of a bitch. He tried to be a Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And he's lame. He is so bad. I give this a high buy. What? But I say execute that guy. Oh, my gosh. In the movie. So, okay, so here's here. I'm going to go off a little bit. I remember seeing this when I was a kid thinking it was pretty decent. Okay. Right. I remember watching it a few years later thinking, oh, man, this blows. But then I remember seeing it like a just like a, a poster for it on like Letterbox or something. I'm like, oh shit, I should give this another chance because it's gotta be a lost gem, right? It's, gotta, it's a good movie. It's gotta be six point one on the IMDB. Oh man, I've got to check this out again because it's gonna be amazing. Well, I was wrong. Like I could not stand this movie. Oh uh, Jesus. <laughs> I usually don't like hate movies. I don't hate on movies like this, right? But it's like I'm watching this. You hated it. Trickster ruined the whole shit for me. Terrible. And the name Trickster. Oh, he's a trickster. You know, the first concert I ever went to was Warrant oh Firehouse God. and Trickster. Trickster. Yeah. So, what was their hit song? Oh, I have no idea. But I remember one. I want to say it was called Give It To Me Good. Give It To Me Good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I remember halfway through the show, they all switched instruments and we were oh. supposed to be all cute about nope. that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I hate that. <laughs> I'm starting to cough again, but I'm not going to lie to you. Michael had a cool setup at home. I wish in the 94, I wish I had that. He had his own Alexa. You could be like, yo, Igor, call this person and all this shit, right? It was this really cool. This fucking movie was like speaking to the future. It was. I mean, literally, he was like, he was going, hey, answer that call. Right. And I was like, my God. How cool is that? Pearl Jam, fucking Rob Zombie songs at the parties. And he's going, hey. Igor, no more phone calls. Right. It was very telling of the future. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, and that's true, and that was all cool, but the thing is, you get Trickster to show up, right? I hated Trickster, and the other thing I hated is 1994 was kind of a cavalier time in special effects. You still had a lot of practical effects, but you're starting to move into the CG and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and he was doing the... I feel like, ah, I feel like they went a little too break, cavalier with this movie. Yeah. It, was, it looked bad. It aged poorly. But, uh, I mean, it's got a 6.1 on IMDb, so who am I to talk? <coughs> but Sorry, I do, I'm still dying. <clears throat> I do love the idea of, I mean, I think that movie would have been great if it would have been Edward Furlong going out. Edward you know, Furlong getting the had video better game, special effects in T2. Getting the video game and murdering. And that, without Trickster. You didn't need the He ruined guy. the whole thing for me. And I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. I think th- I think it would have been pretty good. I'm like, okay, he's doing this. It's still a horror movie. It's like, whatever. Then you bring this guy in. You're like, I did not need And who him. was the ge- designer on it? He's, here's the trickster. Look up Yahoo Serious. That's, he was like, yo, Yahoo Serious like, is pretty my hot right now. God. Look, it was the stupidest fucking guy I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Well, this movie was a critical and financial failure back in 1994. Of course. <laughs> it was in the theaters for two weeks. 
All I'm saying two weeks, is, two uh, weeks. I'm just, yeah, I didn't like this. I give it a don't bother. I haven't given a movie that I chose a don't bother in a long time, but this is the first one. In I love this movie. Oh my gosh. But I will say the trickster ruins the whole thing. Agreed. I think if Edward Furlong was out there going, man, I need to kill. I need to get the discs. I need to, you know, and he was working. He's like, God, man, I'm fucking horny. I just need another fucking disc from the murder. I need to murder someone else. I thought that would be a great movie. I didn't need that little fucking ding dong. He ruined he ruined it to running the point around of, fucking going. Hey, bing bong. He ruined it to the point where I never want to see this movie again. Yeah. And I will always go back. If so, so let's say in like 10 years, I'll be like, yo, maybe I want to see this again. Maybe I didn't give it a chance. Yeah. I'll listen to this episode and I'll remember exactly why. But I do love the moments. Every time he goes, boing, he pops up. You son of a Edward bitch. Furlong goes, you son of a bitch. He runs at him every time. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. I wish I, I wish I was more. And after the though. second time, you're like, Edward, you know what we're here to do? Yeah. We're here to murder. Nothing wrong with a little murder. So let's kill. Okay. No, I agree with you. If it were like that, it would have been better. Yeah. He ruined the movie for me. And I'm going to stand by it. I am I I hated that so bad that it just it was just uh, It's it, a no bot, no yeah. go. No, it's a no go for me. He ruined it. I hope he never I, I cuz right now he's probably really sad. He's like, "Yo, that was my big that was my big breakout role." And this dude's like giving me a shit for it. And I'm like, "Well, I don't I don't think I don't I don't think about that you personally. It's just that it was a role. Maybe it was a writer's. It wasn't your fault." And that, when he was also, dancing during the Primus song, get the F out of here. It also, if there was a question that was like, uh, is who died on the streets of uh, the Viper Club in Los Angeles? Yeah. Is it Joaquin Phoenix? Is it River Phoenix? Or is it Edward Furlong? It's going to be... I'd say Edward Furlong. I was going to say... Your I, career is dead. Yeah. Well, now... But the, back then, he was... This was only six years apart from T2. His voice is still cracking in T2. You know, it's so it's crazy. He but, just... When he was laying with that lady, remember that yep. the, the next door neighbor? You're just like, man, this is not natural. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, it was not natural because I'm an old man now, and she's she was in her 20s, but... But at well, the time, I'm, I'm, like, I'm saying him with her. Oh, he's was like, she's way it's too. It's just not natural. When I'm watching with my eyes, Jeez. and she's laying with him, and she's going, "Oh, Edward," you're like, "Yo, yeah, bro." It's like, by no. the way, this also not to mention this movie had the worst ending of any movie of all time, and I hated it. I hated and that. What part was of it? Day. I'm not going to talk about it. I'll tell you after. But it's like all of a sudden this shit happened. I'm like, I sat through this whole movie just for it to be that. You said, "Damn," and the air got thinner. Mm. Only thought in my mind mm. Mm. was going mm. up in her. Mm. Mm. All right, mm. we are done with that movie. I give it a don't bother. Shane gives it a high buy, except for my trickster. I guess I don't. I don't understand where you're. Where well, you're going I give it a rant. Yeah, okay, that's more clear. That's more clear. But the trickster guy was terrible. I hated him. him. I hate his guts. So that's all we got, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to hit us up on the Roku channel on the YouTube's. Where else are we at? We're on Vimeo. We're on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Oh, yeah, baby. All that stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I really got for this show. But let's remind people of the question of the episode. I'm not going to go into it as, as hard as I did at the beginning. But remember, 
the old 96er, okay? Yeah. How much would you have to be paid to eat a 96er made of human flesh? Call it in at 353-519-273. So for the Corpse Cast, we'll catch you guys later. Take it easy. I'll never be-